Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saltalamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. Yeah, he wants to smile a different way. And he launches this one to left field. Grand slam. Vladdy. All right, there you go. Ben Wagner on the call. Home run call of the day. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Grand Slam. What a call. I love the home run call to the day. Makes baseball not boring. One of the many, many reasons this podcast being another one. Thank you, for Ben Wagner, for having such a great call. Thank you for all the calls that we've had at the beginning of all these podcasts. I think it's been awesome. If you have any nominations or you say, hey, you know, listen, I want to hear this call, this home run call. I heard it. I want you to surface it because we can't get to all of them, but you can help out. It's a community deal here. Producer Evan can only do so much, but he's been doing a great job. Surf, he got this Ben Wagner call. Thank you, Evan. Great job, as always. Well, speaking of great jobs, the Blue Jays beat the Rays 20-1. to 1. The Blue Jays get things right. 20-1 to 1 win, they usually do that. Speaking of think, getting things right, the Yankee fifth straight win, Anthony Volpe walk-off. Speaking of getting things right, Nathan Avaldi, holy mackerel. What a free agent signing for the Rangers. Second complete game of the season, holding the Pirates to one run. Speaking of getting things right, the Diamondbacks, they aren't going anywhere. 29 and 20, four straight wins. And speaking of getting things right, I don't even know if this is getting things right, but if Shohei Itani did it, he's probably right. Who, did, who knew that he loved Funyuns? Yes, everybody knows by now. You can see it on socials. Shohei Itani sitting there eating Funyuns. Not for me, but maybe they are now because maybe the best baseball player of all time is eating them. There you go. Did Babe Ruth eat Funyuns? I don't know. I know that, as Wade Miley once said, he probably wasn't a vegan. I think he would have trended more on the Funyun side. Well, that's the maybe the biggest Angel story of the day. The second biggest, or maybe the tie, is Mickey Moniak. And Mickey Moniak's story is, is, is catching fire right now for good reason. He was the first overall pick 
in the 2016 draft. Yes, Mackenzie Matthew Moniak was the number one pick in the 2016 draft. $6.1 million signing bonus. Does, makes his Phillies, makes the Phillies in 2022 coming out of spring training. Impressive outfielder getting to show his stuff, getting to show all the potential that made him that first pick out of high school, and then fractures his hand. Next thing you know, at last year's trade deadline, part of the Noah Syndergaard trade, ends up with the Angels. Well, here we are. We're sitting here. Anytime that you have the first overall pick in any draft, that guy is going to be followed for the rest of his life, for better or for worse. It's The crosshairs are on him. And with Moniak, for a long time, it was like, oh, when this guy, when is he going to like surface? When is he going to actually prove that he was worth that pick? Even though he, you know, this is a guy that maybe, maybe they shouldn't have picked in the first overall pick in the draft of Phillies. He was only 170 pounds. He talks about this in the podcast. But you know, this, what, what, what should we make of this guy? Well, what we should make of Moniak right now is that he's a good player. He's a good baseball player. He got called up to the Angels at the beginning of the month. Since then, he has played in 10 games, hit 419 with a 935 OPS. And this is a very timely time to talk to Mackenzie Matthew Moniak. Yes, for the second straight day, he goes deep. For the Angels. Angels win once again, beating the Red Sox. But I, I thought it was a fascinating guy to talk to. And when we want to talk to people here at the Baseball is a Boring Podcast, when we want to advance the conversation, when we want to jump into what everybody is talking about in the news of the day and the people of the day and in the storylines of the day, well, there you go. We jump right in. Both feet first. And today that was with... Mickey Moniak. So Mickey Moniak, on the day that he hits his second home run in as many days, I talked to him about what it was like to be a first overall pick, what advice he would give to a first overall pick, the challenges, the great things, all of it, all the way to what he's doing now for the Angels, which is, once again, just it's, it's a small sample size, but also a great story. All right, I hope everybody enjoys Go to the socials at BB Isn't Boring. Thank you, everybody, for following on Twitter, for following on Instagram. Please message us with any ideas, any thoughts. Producer Evan doing a great job. At BB Isn't Boring. You can also find the link there to the T-shirts, the sweatshirts, baseballs and boring, and, of course, a damn near perfect game. I don't know if you know this. The march to the All-Star game for the godfather, Joe Kelly, continues. Another scoreless inning. All right, well, here you go. Speaking of the All-Star game, oh, it, might, it might be too late. Who knows? Who knows? we still got a couple of months to go. Who knows? Maybe we catch up with Mickey Moniak in Seattle at the All-Star game. But in the meantime, we're catching up with him in Anaheim. Here's Mickey Moniak. When you, when you look right now, like when you were drafted – and we've had other guys come on and say, hey, you know what? I thought I had a pretty good handle of this, but maybe I didn't. For sure. Yeah. How do you look back at that? Yeah, I mean, my career in particular has been a bit of a roller coaster. I think that, um, you know, I think the, the best piece of advice I could have given my younger self is to just believe in, in you. Um, you know, I think that, coming through at a young age there's a lot of uh, 
negativity and a lot more positivity, I would say. But um, being the younger, younger uh, Nikki, I was definitely more focused on the negativity and instead of controlling what I can control and uh, kind of just believing in myself and, and uh, leaning on the people that, that also believed in me, I kind of fed into that, you know, social media, you know, whatever it may it's be. It's hard, man. Like It's a different game. <laughs> it's, uh, you know. I mean, it's probably, like, compared to... In 2016 compared to 2006 compared to 2023. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It's, I mean, it's just to, to watch, even since, yeah, when I got drafted to now, I think it's uh, it's crazy. You know, kids in high school are getting NIL deals, they're getting got hundreds of thousands of followers on social media and stuff like that. I couldn't imagine doing that. You know, I was... I was just a kid in, in Southern California just having fun with my friends playing baseball and, you know, obviously wanted to yeah. do it professionally, but, um, I mean, I felt like I had um, some responsibilities that maybe people 10 years before me didn't have, but, I mean, those guys coming up now have responsibilities that I didn't have, so I think it's just the way the game's evolving and the way the world's evolving, it's, uh, you gotta, you gotta definitely learn how to deal with it. It could eat you up. So, you would, you would say something interesting, which is like you have to fend off the sort of the negativity, right? When you're the first pick, like you think it's all positive, for sure. But still, I mean, so as you're leading into that, is that I don't, I don't know how much you had to fend off social media, like you said, like now probably social media for. Oh, is, is yeah. No, I definitely in the in the earlier years. I remember my first full season. I would pay way too much attention to it. And, you know, I get a lot of support on there, and I get you know more support than negativity yeah. for sure. But there's always those negative comments. And, uh, and you're a high school kid. Them. That's tough, man. Like, yeah, you know, being 18 years old, like why is this random person and wherever it may be bashing on me on a Tuesday and you know I'm just trying to play baseball but you know you learn that it just comes with the territory it comes with uh, you know the game that we play the the notoriety that um, that us baseball players and athletes in general uh, seem to get um, you know that's just part of it and learning how to deal with it is something that I had to learn um, you know at a young age and um, I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on it now. And, um, when, when did you get a handle on it? Nah, I think it's just progressively gotten better throughout the years. I don't think there was ever one time where, you know, I've, I've figured it out. I think it was just a slow growth of uh, just learning and, you know, finding out what works for me. And, um, yeah. We... When, when a player is, any time a player does anything, we look where he's drafted, right? And then you know, a lot of times a player be like, oh, you picked up this guy. And I've talked to GMs about this, about how, like, the guys who are first or second round picks, they'll get a bunch of chances. Because we're like, oh, oh, that guy's a first round pick. Okay, so that's first round pick, the first overall pick is looking back that you want I don't know I guess like my question is how much did you want to be that guy and also looking back at it, how much of it like uh, it wouldn't have been so bad because you know you go from the the crosshairs to the crosshairs right you know? yeah I think um, you know early on I definitely you know put expectations on on myself that you know maybe other people had for me instead of knowing who I was as a baseball player and trusting in the development and trusting in 
the work that I put in on a, on a daily basis, uh, all the way from when I got drafted to now, I think that um, I've learned that, you know, I'm me. All I want to be is me. I know what I can do on a baseball field. I, uh, I feel like I bring enough to the table to help the team win. And, uh, you know, those, those outside expectations, that's, that's other people putting it, putting it either on me, on other people, whatever it may be. And I think that's where learning how to tune that kind of stuff out and just focus on what I do on a daily basis is uh, something that's been important for me and, and something that, you know, I continue to strive to do. And, um, yeah, I think that uh, I don't need advice for a young guy. It's just stay true to you and, mm. and just continue to be yourself and have faith, have trust, have confidence in, in your ability, you know, lean on people. Um, you know, that are in your corner and um, yeah, never give up. Two things. One was the burden more. Was the burden more than you thought it would be? For sure. I think yeah. that, um, you know, I got drafted. Yeah, no pressure. Because in reality, I really didn't feel I mean, I think that going into my senior year of high school, you know, there was never any pressure to get drafted first overall. You know, I was never a, really a thought to get drafted first overall until about halfway through the season. I put up a good year. And, um, I think what, uh, what allowed me to do that was just focusing on having fun, playing, winning, and just... Isn't that, isn't that great? Like high school, high school baseball is great, right? Yeah, oh, it's the best. <laughs> I mean, I play with like my best friends to this day, my teammates from high school, and it's still some of the funnest baseball I've played yeah, in my life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, going into it, there really didn't feel much pressure. And then uh, I think it... It wasn't so much the pressure. It was I had my struggles in the beginning, and, and once that happened, you know there was a lot of. Uh, that's where the negativity came in. That's where, you know, for the first time ever, I was getting. Uh, I was starting to doubt myself a little bit. You because you had never. Never failed. I mean, it's you know, you have your you have your days, but you know, high school hit the four hundreds every year, travel ball every tournament, contributed was the three hitter hitting. 500, 600 for a tournament. Like, I think that uh, I remember in played for Team USA. I think I hit three something and thought I had a bad tournament. You know, it's just it's just stuff like that. Learning that you know the game of failure and learning how to fail is something that took some time. And uh, yeah, now we're here. Was there? This is a cliche question. Was there a turning point? Was there a piece of advice? Sometimes it's it's an evolving thing. Sometimes it's, it's somebody says something to you and they're like, well, I, I don't know whether for you was there a turning point where all the things that you said of like, hey, worry about myself, just have fun. Was there that moment? I think that uh, for me, um, you know, I think that in low A I hit 300 to start the year, I think get close to the All-Star break, I was right around 300, end of the year hit 230. And, uh, you know, after that I realized that, you know, things can go up just as fast as they can go down. Next year, start of the year, hit 200, um, end of the year, hit 270. So, had a good year, had a good year in double A, and then, you know, obviously COVID happened, and I think that was just a, uh, pretty much trying to relearn the stuff that um, I had learned in my first two seasons, first three seasons, and, um, you know, taking three, four months off like that, you, know, you kind of you tend to lose it a little bit, at least for me personally. And um, you know, just trying to um, get that experience back. Uh, I think 21 was a big year for me as far as learning goes. I think that you know I was up and down close to 11 times. Um, oh man, really? Yeah, up and down probably 11 times. 
started. We got called up at the beginning of the year, started some games, and then got sent down and didn't start a game after that. You know, it was mostly just pinch head defensive replacement all year. And, uh, you know, it was putting together a pretty good year in AAA, and, you know, just kind of I let it affect me emotionally, and I let it affect me. Uh, I let it affect my uh, my play. And um, I remember after that year thinking, you know, all right, well, I got to do some look in the mirror and, and kind of just learn learn from what just happened and, and you know, kind of, you know, anything can happen in this game. You'd be up, down, side to side. You know, it's, there's never, tomorrow's never guaranteed, especially, you know, in a young young player's career. And, um, you know, so I kind of used that. And going into 22, you know, I thought I had it all figured out, felt good, had a good spring training, and then broke my hand. And then so dealt with, in 21, the calling up, getting sent down, called up to 22, dealing with injuries, something I never dealt with. So that was a huge, another huge learning learning curve. I think that is it, uh, is it baseball? It's just, I mean, <laughs> but this is like this is what are you, 25, 25, yeah, 25, and like holy mackerel, like this is it's hard to see now, but to to be able to like come through this stuff, you know. For sure, I think that uh, it's only made me better. Um, it sucked in the moment, for sure. I think, you know, it's obviously not fun, but um, you know, I think that in order for growth to happen, you need to deal with some stuff and you know, deal with failure, deal with adversity, and um, you know, I think that I've done that and came out of it with confidence in myself. And you know, like I said, tomorrow's never promised. Anything can happen in this game. I can get hurt tomorrow and, and be done. I can, you know, anything can happen. So I'm just enjoying myself right now, enjoying being here, uh, enjoying contributing. I just look to continue to do that for as long as I can. Did the trade, was that, I know that's a cliche question too, but it was just sometimes you're like, okay, you know, maybe a new set of eyeballs. And also, by the way, somebody wants me, you know? For sure. You know? I yeah. That felt different. It definitely, I mean, it was definitely a nice little change of scenery. I think that, um, you know, I have nothing but good things to say about Philadelphia and, and you know the way I was treated over there and, and uh, you know the coaches I had the front office everyone was great you know it was just uh, a situation where they had a lot of money on the field and, and they were looking to win now last year and so um, in the little opportunity that, that I was given I didn't perform and, and um, you know in, in that case didn't get didn't get much opportunity after that so um, you know I think that getting traded over here last year um, with the Angels struggling with injuries and all that stuff, and just kind of getting uh, a good month and a half um, playing again, and um, just being able to play in the big leagues and go out and play, you know, play a bunch is uh, something that was huge for me, and, and obviously being close to home is also big, um, but I think it's just a comfortability thing. I've you could go back to my splits in the minor leagues, and I've, for the most part, struggled every first month of the season. There's always a learning curve, and I think there's always a adjustment period, and, uh, you know, tend to do pretty well the second half of the season. So uh, those at-bats and that time in the big leagues just came over a more stretched-out period of time. Uh, but, you know, we're here. Just controlling what I can control. Well, does, it feel, does it feel like... High school, like you say, but the most fun <laughs> for all of us. The most fun is either high school, college, whatever. But does it feel like now? Now, and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You're right. But what you're going through now, like okay, okay, the joy of all of this is back. For sure, I think that you know I never really, never lost the joy for the game, but it's definitely uh, it's a little different. Uh, 
it's a different game up here. You know, there's there's the business side of the game. There's you know playing in front of thousands of fans who you know have a vested interest in wanting to see you win. And I've been a fan and I get it. Um, so there's a little bit of added pressure. So um, just kind of going through everything uh, that I have is, has led me to to right now being just content to go out there and, and you know if if I can look in the mirror after every single game and and you know know that I gave it everything I had I you know busted my ass on every play every possible opportunity um, didn't take it for granted I think that um, you know I'll be able to sleep at night and, um, I think that that has led to having more fun is this your park I should know this. Nah, San Diego. Uh, I was a San Diego uh, guy, so I was a Padres fan. Uh, but close by, I've been, you know, came here in high school a couple yeah. times and uh, to to kind of play, do showcases on the field. So it's a close second. Did, sure. did you? So when you did the showcases, did you you hit a home run last night as we're sitting here? Did you hit it in that same spot in the showcase? Ever? God no. I would wait about a buck sixty-five. Did you really? I wasn't hitting any home runs. <laughs> I was hitting singles and doubles and just had a good swing. So yeah, no home runs when I was. When I was Were you really a buck sixty-five? I got drafted. I got to Florida. I think I was one sixty-seven. Were you really? Yeah. So wow. Came a long way. You must have been a good baseball player. <laughs> I, I like to think so. I think a lot of other people thought so too. So, yeah. the, the last thing is for the draft is month and a half, right? Whoever that is, is going to be that first pick. And I, it probably you already answered this, but I'll ask again, like, that person, if you, like, you said, okay, you know what, this is what I would tell you. And not understanding that it's different, you know, we're seven years away from what it was. But still, there's a lot of similarities, too. If he was sitting right here, what would you say to him? I would say just have confidence in yourself. Love the game. Um, Learn to deal with failure. Um, hope you don't have to, but you know it's always a good tool to have. And um, you know, being the first pick, it's I look back and as much of a burden as it may have been at times. I think that it's a huge honor. Um, you know, it's something I wouldn't trade for the world, and it's something that you know, I'll be able to tell my kids one day. And, and you know, not a lot of people get that opportunity to say so. So um, you know, I just say enjoy it, have fun, uh, celebrate. You know, Did you celebrate? You do. I mean, I got to spend time with family and friends. So I, I got a good draft story. I'll tell you after this, but the uh, from uh, Joe Kelly, okay. Joe, the all timer, which is an OG's right down the street. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no way. yeah but I've, we've said this on, on the podcast a million times, so I'm not going to bore But the last thing is, is that we ask everybody this, and there's no wrong answer. Why isn't baseball boring? There's like we've had ask Manfred, ask GMs, ask managers, ask, and, and the, the great thing about it is that almost everybody has a different answer, and there's no wrong answer. So, is there anything that jumps to mind? I think anything can happen. You know, we got the pitch clock now. I was going to say, you know, there's no shot clock on baseball. There's <laughs> yeah, no yeah. quarters or anything like that. So, you know, no one's ever out of it. You know, there's always opportunities and. Um, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, like I said, anything can happen in this game, you know. You can get a, I guess pitchers aren't really hitting anymore, but, you know, just, you never know what you're going to see coming to the ballpark. There's still stuff that I I experienced playing that, you know, I've never seen in my 22 years of playing baseball. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's an ever-changing game, and, and uh, I hope people enjoy it as much as I do. Did you ever catch a ball? 
Catch a ball like in the at crowd. a game? Yeah. No, no, I got handed a ball one time as a oh, kid, you did? but yeah, oh, never, yeah. never caught one. That's myself. cheat code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thank you so much. No problem. All right. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, that was good stuff, man. Like, that was good to catch up with him, sit down with Mickey, and, and, uh, and I think he offers great perspective because, I don't know if you know this, I have never been a first overall pick in the draft. Well, another high draft pick guy back in 2017 Red Sox pitcher Tanner Houck so we're sitting there after the game he pitched the other night and he's talking about how awesome it is to face these future Hall of Famers Mike Trout Shohei Itani and this is just a genuine reaction so I wanted to loop back with him and just talk about what that is like what it's like to go up against these guys who you idolize who I don't think that's too strong a word when you know that these guys are going to be sitting on the stage at Cooperstown and accepting their Hall of Fame plaques, and you know that you have to get them out, that's an interesting dynamic to me. Hauk, well, you know, he's done all right for himself against some guys that he probably have, has, I, don't, I don't know if he's idolized them, but he certainly have, has looked at them as a younger man and like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm going to face that guy. George Springer has struck out five of seven at-bats against him. Shohei Itani, three of five at-bats against him. And Mike Trout, a guy he struck out once again the other day, he struck out two of the four at-bats that he faced Houck. Houck is just a genuine guy. He offers a genuine perspective when it comes to what it's like to actually play baseball against the guys who you you thought you would never, ever, ever probably ever imagine playing baseball again that's just how it is i mean i think that we we try to play it cool so much whether it's a reporter or whether it's a player well it's time to stop not the time to not play it cool anymore and that's what we tried to do when we had this conversation with how you know he understands like you have to get guys out and you're going to hear that but i just want to add this into this podcast today it's a nice little conversation give you an idea where a Major League Baseball player is coming from when it comes to geeking out over facing some of these guys. All right, thanks to everybody. Here's Tanner Howe. So I don't think that we talk about this enough, about, like, we all want to play cool. Like, I interviewed Michael Jordan and the Washington uh, Wizards, and I wanted to play it cool. But, like, you're playing against guys that you know are going to be in, on the Hall of Fame stage. What's that, for you, what's that like? I mean... It- 
cool experience. You know, you talk about like the Michael Jordan thing. Like, you know, I grew up watching, you know, like most of these guys. Uh, and, you know, saying like, oh, I can't wait to play against him one day. You know, like, it, it was always just like, you know, I grew up watching JT. I watched, you know, Sale, Kenley, like guys that like, you know, you grow up and like you watch them like they're you know at the beginning of their careers and like you know you watch them and you know all throughout their career and like you know maybe in a younger guy and not you know having the time up here as they do and stuff like that getting to play with them and playing against them it's, it's, you know, it's fun it's an honor it's because something that you've always worked towards you know you, you love playing against the people that you look up to you know, mm. you're, you're essentially like heroes well when you're I mean I don't know when Trout came in the league like 2012, whatever mm-hmm. it was, and you struck him out. Yeah. I mean, can, do you, at the moment, does that go through your head like, holy mackerel, the guy who little Tanner Hoke was like watching? Yeah, I mean, you know, in the moment, no. Yeah. Like, yeah I, there's still a job to be done. Like, you know, you can kind of look at those moments later in your life and say, like, oh, you know, it was kind of cool. I always use the example, you know, I always say, like, I, you know, I'm going to tell my kids, like, your dad was, you know, kind of cool at some point. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. I tell my kids that. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't click. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, it, it's, it's living in the moment while you're living in it you know like it's easy to look back you know 10 years 5 years down the road and say like oh that was a pretty cool moment there's also I think you appreciate it a little bit more like whenever you do live in that moment like you know and like kind of look like uh, you know, earlier this year, like you know, living that moment with Kenley, like you know, getting 400 saves. Like I was on the team, you know, with a guy that you know, one of seven, like now people have yeah, done, done yeah. that. I mean, like that's that's a cool moment. Like if you don't take a step back and realize how cool it is in the moment, like then it's. I think you know you don't really appreciate it as much as like you probably could have. So to get to you know play against guys like that, to get to spend you know moment or spend time with people you know that have like those like really cool moments it's it's really fun like it's it's part of the reason why you wake up every day and you do this and you go out there and you continue to work and you know through the ups and downs and everything like that you know those those moments that you get to live you know whether you're doing it or living through someone else like it's, it's a unique moment who was your Michael Jordan not not just in terms of like somebody maybe you like came in contact with you like or you know I can uh, give you another example that's an actor but I'm not gonna but like is it, but anybody for you like oh man uh, I mean watching sales like you know sales growing up in Illinois like you know I remember watching sales when he was with the White Sox you know Kenley's been you know around for so long that I watched him as well for for many years um you know for me like I, I always like gravitated towards AJ Burnett oh like, there you he, go he was like one of my favorites yeah, growing nothing up nothing wrong with that you know he was a sinker baller through like hard like he his presence on the mound, the way he presented himself, I was always like really cool. The, you know what the cool thing is? Is if he walked in, I don't know if have you ever met him. I haven't. No. Yeah. So if he walked in right now, you said that to him. You know how much that would mean to him? Yeah. Like, it's it's just a it's a cool moment. Like I, I just I don't know. Like it, like like I said, like it, everyone has someone that they looked up to. You know, at some point in their life, and that everyone you know to get to meet their hero or you know just 
it's someone that you look up to, like, it's a really cool moment. It's a really cool experience. So, you know, I, I know, like, Garrett loves, like, you know, Porcello. And mm. the, the relationships that you have in this game are, you know, there's so few of us. And, you know, mm. to kind of be a part of that brotherhood, it's cool. So when you, to go back to when you face these guys, mm-hmm. because, like, I never faced Shohei Itani. I never faced mm-hmm. Mike Trout. Is it, does it, is it one of these things where it just, you are just like so laser focused in the moment and like scouting report, mechanics, mm-hmm. this, it could have been Joe Blow, whoever, mm-hmm. but is it, is it that simple? <laughs> it's easier said than done, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, like for me, like it, I, I have a job to do. Like I have like, you know. Was it, was it harder when you first came up? No, no, no I, you know, I don't, I don't think it was any different you know i really just tried to execute my pitches i'm like hey strike one strike two like regardless of who's up to bat you gotta you know you gotta do those things and you gotta do them well and yesterday i I felt like i executed pitch against them pretty well and like you can show your kids i mean it's like yeah so if, if you had to say Let's say 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. Or no, let's say 20 years from now. Because I, mean, I know you'll be probably out of baseball. <laughs> 10 years you could still be playing. What is it, What if, like, looking back now, if we could take a breath and you say, you're kids. For me, that was, right now, all the things that you've gone through, that was the coolest thing. And I'm talking about, like, a, a yeah. maybe it's, maybe, honestly, maybe as well as the way we just saw. Like, for me, strike out my trout's pretty cool. Yeah, you know? I mean... For me, like one of my like core memories, like that I've had so far, I'll say it was twenty one, mm-hmm. uh, the wild card game and the playoffs. Um, it was just such an incredible group of guys came together, you know, played hard, fought, you know, made it deep into the, deeper into the playoffs than anyone really counted us in for. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like that, I would say like that was like my true core memory that like I'll definitely like tell my kids about one day, uh, and hopefully you know many more post talking about many more post seasons. Yeah. Um, so for for me, like that's like right now like the top of the cake like it because that's what I've always dreamed about you know I always said you know win a Cy Young win a World Series you know all that stuff like growing up and you know 21 like arguably closest so far like so I mean not even arguably it it was the closest so far so yeah like I I would definitely say that was like one of the core as of right now but hopefully many more to come yeah the last thing is do I mean we're doing this exercise now yeah it's an important it's an important exercise to do let's absolutely let's stop and like I'm like oh my goodness like I'm I can tell my kids yeah. You know, my grandkids uh, was sitting here interviewing yeah. Titan Alec or, you know, the, 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 all the things that, like, because it's like I come in every day and I'm like, okay, there's David Ortiz. I got to talk to David Ortiz. You know, it's like, yeah. but it's important to, like, sort of, as you sit here, maybe to reflect on that. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, like, it's living, it's living in the moment. Like, I know, like, everyone says it and everyone, like, you know, would preach it. Like, you know, you got to live in the moment of, like, what you're experiencing in your life. But, like, why not live that way? Why why live in the past? Why live in, like, you know, 20 minutes? Why live, you know, two days from now? Like, just worry about what's going on in the present moment. It's pretty cool, too. Like, you know, you get one life to live. So you might as well live it up, live up every second. Like, don't take advantage for it. 
that's one thing that you know I feel like I'm told a lot like in this game is like you don't get to play forever mm-hmm. it will come to an end one day like no matter how great you are how great of a career you have like your career will end one day mm-hmm. and like you gotta you gotta embrace every second up here so mm-hmm. I, I really do try and live that to the fullest because it's fun like it, it it's fun to be in the big leagues like I think everyone here would say that like through all the ups and the downs like it, it's still fun to be here it's still fun to say you're part of this brotherhood for sure congratulations you check out Mike Trout yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank uh, you uh, old man winter here if I had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted visit the Hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.